Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heads Up Hockey once again. So tonight is going to be the Devils versus Maple Leafs game. And historically, many years ago, a similar trade happened many moons ago. <clears throat> what do I mean by this? Well, long story short, I was clear to me that Joe, the New Jersey Devils just got a really good Russian winger. And I said, Alex Ovechkin? He goes, no. I said, who we get? Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh, that guy. Right. And so it was my first real, like, big blockbuster trade when I was becoming a young Devils fan post-2005. So I was in high school when that trade happened, and it was an exciting time. And I remember Kovalchuk's first game was against the Toronto Maple Leafs, and coincidentally, the Devils are playing the Maple Leafs tonight here at the Prudential Center. I just can't believe like how funny it happens sometimes. And kind of put in perspective, the Devils were behind, but they came back and they won it in the third period in the dying minutes. Um, Chuck on assist, uh, Zajac's uh, power play goal, I think, or just a regular even strength goal, but Either way, Kovalchuk influenced the outcome of the game. And I wouldn't be surprised if similar happens tonight with the way it's Timo Meyer's first home game. He's a power forward from Switzerland, left wing. You know, the guy is a special breed of hockey player. And the Devils haven't had a big physical guy like that since like a John Madden or even a Claude Lemieux, uh, really think about the Devils really didn't give up all that much in that trade. And yes, I was on Locked On Devils out west. And here I am back home in New Jersey. I will be at the game later today. And you'll see me talk with a good buddy of mine, Neil Villapiano of Devil State of Mind podcast. Ryan Graves fan page will be there. He's a really good buddy of the show and certainly a good maritime guy. And I'm just excited with how the Devils have done this season. And with the pace that they're playing at, it's a 112-point pace, 116-point pace. And they really achieved a lot. They are building not just from the top but the bottom. Um, Curtis Lazar, to me, a big veteran piece um, with that fourth round pick from 2024. That'll help out Vancouver there. Um, I really think the way that the Devils are set right now, their window of opportunity is going to certainly go like this. It's a larger curve and window. And when the Devils do eventually get to the Stanley Cup Finals, I wouldn't be surprised if they won it at least once. And I'm not trying to sound greedy, but, like, they have a really good young core, and they got their older existing core that's going to age well. 
And when you have guys like Nemesh and lose um, Rush, the Simon Nemesh's, um, no earlier than uh, next season, in the middle of the season, 41 games in, that's the earliest option because when you have guys like that, you know, see, like, Severson, I can't see him staying too long, but definitely see a guy like uh, Riley Walsh filling in. Uh, the Devils will most certainly have Luke Hughes next season. And uh, Brennan Smith, to me, is still going to be a role guy on this team, but he's not going to munch a lot of minutes. Why? That's because the Devils did not give away Kevin Ball. And I believe in him. And if you see over in that corner of the podcast is my handy-dandy Sasquatch. And for those who don't know, I like to have big physical guys that can hit block shots play physical, tough, be gritty, win those small, important battles that people think that isn't the most sexy, but in order to gain possession in the playoffs as well in the game of the season, you have to hold the blue line. You have to hold the crease accountable. You got to keep it not so fun. And where am I going with this? So <clears throat> later on tonight, Per money puck. I'm just going to read you some stats uh, about our opponent tonight, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So you look at um, team lines. So Vitek Vanacek is in that per Amanda Stein. So let's see. Expected goals. So expected goals. For 60 minutes. So this is the Devils portion. But the Ball and Severson line create more than four goals expected. And, uh, their most productive line is the their forward core line. They're number one with Michael Bunting, Austin Matthews, and William Nylander. They score over three goals um, when they're combined. Um, defensively, it's Mark Giordano and Timothy Liljegren, uh, with a little over 3.88 goals a game that they are expected. And then let's see, create 3.69 goals easily. So there should be a little bit of firepower going back and forth. And let's see. Um, Brat Holla Hughes, that's 3.44 uh, expected goals per 60 minutes. And then you have Bunting Matthews Marner, that's 3.44. So really, um, Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Liljegren, that's 3.41 expected goals per 60. Um, the Devils with Tatar, Heesher, and no more Zetterlund, but that line would be 3.36. So if you take away Zetterlund, um, the de facto player in that one would be the incoming Curtis Lazar, but I don't know how productive that will be because it'll be totally different with Timo Meyer now. 
Um, Palat, Heesher, Brat. Three point two six expulsed per six good fifty uh, first in that category. Now let's see if there's anything else in there. Smith and Severson, they are expected to create almost three goals every sixty minutes uh, together on that pairing. Uh, Siegenthaler and Hamilton two point nine one. Matter of fact. Um, fun fact, I'm wearing a doggy handle right here. So, <clears throat> your new jersey, your new jersey jersey. Don't get it off of uh, NHL store um, online. Go to your team or get off Amazon if you can um, so you can get a much quicker to get it for my birthday. So, yeah, it was a long wait. And I like to talk more about these um, money puck stuff. It's really cool. Now, now let's see. All right, tonight's preview at 7 p.m. All right, so it's Samsona versus Vitek Vanacek. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's the preview loading odds unchanged based on starters. All right, this is not so important. Game for Leafs. Okay. So, this is what they say. Um, if the Leafs beat the Devils in regulation, they say it's 100%. They make the playoffs. If they lose the regulation, they still make if they beat the Devils in OT, they, they still make it. If they lose to the Devils in OT, they, they still make it. But um, their odds of them around the Leafs is 60.4. Same if they were to lose to us. Same if they beat us in OT. Uh, no matter how the game goes, it's just the odds pretty much stay the same. Um, the Leafs making third round is over 33%. So really, making the finals is a little over 18%, 18.4%. Um, winning the Cup is a little over 10%. But basically, if, if the Devils, they're going to make the playoffs, especially looking at the numbers on money puck, um, a little over 56.6% will make the second round. Um, a little over 23%, a little over 10 and a half percent make the final. Win the cup is a little over 5.1%. So let me look at that. 
the Leafs have twice twice the leverage, but you just don't know. Playoff hockey is a little different when it gets to that. Now, the odds of the Devils winning their division is a little over 10 to 16.5%. Winning second is over 80.5 to 84%. So, really... It doesn't really matter <clears throat> at this point. I mean, both teams are very solid. And I'm just going to keep it at that. Well, Tar, Heischer, Mercer. So in 117 minutes this game, six you had 69% expected goals. Um, 55 expected goals during... 13 minutes and 52 seconds, last game. Second line of Brat, Hughes, and Meyer. So 46% of expected goals, 13 minutes this season, 46% expected goal percentage during 13-29 last game. And the third line of Palat, Hala, Boakvist. I, I like to call it the Euro line because European-driven. One being Swiss, one is a Finnish player, one is Swedish. So that Euro line is over 70% of expected goals percentage right there. So 41 minutes this season together, uh, 93% of expected goals during 9 minutes 58 seconds last game. Then the bottom line, Hood, McLeod, and Bastion. 49% expected goals, 242 minutes this season. 31% expected goals percentage during 7 minutes, 59 seconds last game. So they're starting to wake up a little bit, but um, they're still underperforming a little here and there. So defensive pairings through three in order. Siegenthaler and Hamilton move up from the second line. <clears throat> 55% expected goals percentage. 815 minutes this season, 55% expected goals percentage during the 16.3 minutes last game. Second pairing of Ball and Severson. They moved up from third line to second pair, 64% expected goals percentage. 171 minutes this season, so expected. 44% goals percentage during 14.46 minutes last game. And Ryan Graves and John Marino, good old reliable. Uh, third pairing, 51% expected goals percentage, 585 minutes this season, 41% expected goals percentage during 14.04 last game. <clears throat> and believe it or not, Dougie Hamilton and Jack Hughes were out in the same time on ice for the power play. They didn't get any goals, though, but Severson within only 23 seconds. That was an expected goal of 0.335. And so basically the, the lineup for the Leafs is that you won't see John Tavares. He's injured. 
It's likely going to be Kerfoot, Matthews, Marner, Lafferty, O'Reilly, Bunting, Nylander. So it looks like Bunting's going to double shift. They have Noel Achari, they have Kampf, and Lafferty's going to double shift. So that line, those two lines could get worn out a little easier. So make it a little easier for the doubles. TJ Brody's on the second line <clears throat> for the defensive pairing. Jake McCabe recently in that trade. Gustafson with Riley. Then you have Hall with Jordano. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a close. And let's see. I don't do any bets, but like I'm just taking a look at the odds. But you just never know sometimes. Power rankings. Okay, let's do goalies. Goalies are the most important variable when it comes to winning. So expected goals saved Expected. Here we go. I know Vitek Vanacek's had a little bit of a, a down game, but Schmid has gone 6.5 uh, goals above expected. Blackwood's at 4.6. Let's see. Vanacek right now is at 1.6. That's the worst he's been. It's been very pedestrian lately. Let's see. So if you put, let's see, goalies in for minimum of 15 games. Goals above expected per 60. Ilyas Hamsonov is 11th. Blackwood is the closest. But Vitek Vanacek is uh, 36th. Let's see. Save percentage based on unblocked shots. Ilyas Hamsonov is 12th. And Vanacek is 17th, so it's a pretty close game when it comes to unblocked shots. And then unblocked shots, let's see. Let's see, save percentage on shots on goal. Ilya Samsonov, once again, is 14th. Vitek Vanacek is just behind uh, Auntie Ranta and Igor Shosturkin at 25th. Shosturkin's 23rd. So really, um, it's going to be an interesting battle. Samsonov and Vanacek actually have really good numbers when it comes to goals allowed average and expected goals allowed average. So, so Samsonov has let in 
and average less of the expected goal above of 2.39 over 2.74. Um, Vanacek has let in 2.5 goals versus his expected goals allowed average of 2.55. So really, that's a 0.5 goals allowed savings. So this really does look like it's going to be a closer match. Might come down to goals, might down 4-2, to 4-3. You just don't know. Sometimes the refs, I'm not trying to like it when it comes to that, but, you know, last time the doubles lost their 13-game win streak because some referees were trying to, well, ruin the fun. So I like to put that in perspective. Let's see what else out there. See what James Nichols has to say. <clears throat> so the Lions, he retweeted from Sam Kassan. Goes, Tatar, Heesher, Mercer, Meyer, Hughes, Palat, Halla, Bolkvist, Wood, McLeod, and Bastion. Then he goes, Siegenthaler's with Hamilton, Graves with Marino on the second line. Ball with Sieber. Sharon Govich with Smith. Huh. Interesting. Lazar is not with a team yet. That's what I heard from a buddy of mine because of visa issues. That's what I heard. And for those of you who don't know, uh, the Dells acquired Curtis Lazar once again. He's been playing mainly in Canada, so he's coming out of Vancouver in British Columbia, so he has to get his work visa so he can play in New Jersey. That's basically what is happening. They're trying to get him as soon as possible. And I just like seeing what James Nichol does. He says, first time, first Timo time at the Rock tonight. See you all there. <laughs> Um, let's see. Timo Myers that line from last game. Three shots on goal. Three hits. One takeaway. 15.57 minutes time on ice. Um, expected goals first percentage. Was forty six point two. Now the Corsi four percentage um, was fifty one point six. That's very good. That's very good. That means he's a really good puck possession guy. Which, when you look at the eye test, he literally is that guy. Um, Dawson Mercer, I under this team, he surpassed the. 42 points from last season. Now he has 45. That's very good. I'm very happy with that because uh, I keep telling people that 
Dawson Mercer is going to be our version of Patrice Bergeron. And he's going to absolutely be dynamite with a elite, very defense play. Uh, when I see a guy like Tatar, he does have that Kovalchukian um, influence offensively. But people are in a different light. However, um, the Devils have more big bodies now. They're getting grittier, sandpaper-like. And hold on a sec. And definitely want to be more like my guy, the Sass. Anyways, you might not see it, but that that's what happens when you have virtual background screens. So um I'm very excited to see what they can do. The dunking in the points, and let's see what else I can do. All right, standings. Okay, the Devils play Toronto tonight. I already mentioned that. They're going to be at Washington on the 9th on Thursday. They'll be at Montreal on the 11th. <clears throat> and then... They'll be home for Carolina on Sunday. They'll be off on the 13th. And Tampa Bay on Tuesday. So that'll be interesting. That'll feel like a playoff hunt. And then Tampa Bay again on Thursday. <clears throat> Another home game. And then they continue playing Florida teams. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, the 18th and 19th. Uh, one over in Sunrise, one over in Tampa Bay. Then they'll be home on the 21st, that Tuesday, against Minnesota, against the Wild. And then they'll play Buffalo on the 24th, Ottawa on the 25th. You can't take any of these teams lightly. Then the Islanders on the 27th, never take them lightly in their own barn. Play the Rangers on the 30th, and then play the Blackhawks on the 1st on a Saturday in the month of April. So this is going to be a pretty interesting one. Uh, so the St. Patrick's Day one, they might have to wear the red and green. I know most people don't miss those jerseys, but some people like them. Um but they kind of lost their influence the past few seasons when the team just wasn't doing that well. But the Devils are in a better place where they're wearing the black and white ones. And I like these red and black ones. These are much sleeker. I like this little design here. And when I wear it, it feels more slimming. And it feels good. And it's not as bulky as my other Taylor Hall jersey. So I had to move on from that one. If the Devils win tonight and Carolina doesn't get anything, the Devils tie Carolina for first. Then the Devils are right now currently 
nine points ahead of the Rangers. And the Devils are currently 16 points ahead of the New York Islanders and 17 points ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And if Buffalo uh, loses, if they if they lose, from what I heard, the Devils' uh, playoff clinching number gets lesser than. So that's a good thing. So with that being said, if you want to see some of my work, I was just doing a little bit of pucks and pitchforks, contributing there, and they are a really great bunch over uh, on fan sided. My buddy Trey Matthews is there, my buddy Matt Junio. And for those of you looking for me, this podcast is on YouTube. You can also find it on Spreaker. You can find it on Amazon Music. You can find it on anchor.fm. So don't be surprised to say hello to me. And I can't wait to see you at the games. Thank you. Have a great day.